0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic day today. You guys had a great weekend, staying healthy and strong as always, and if you need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com, for all of your supplement needs, including the ultimate multiple powder on sale right now as product of the week over 10% off discount so be sure to check that out and make sure you're staying updated on all the other health news as well on the website as you know we put the daily blog out with the articles I send that to people all the time and we update it and dad and I especially dad he spends a lot of time constantly putting this information out there so we can have it on the website every single day to reference back to the articles we talk about on the show and the health information and also as well other topics that we may not even get to cover we put there on the website so be sure to check that out. One of the first things that we've been looking at now, ironically enough, with all the rumors of the updated COVID issues and COVID mandates and mask mandates that they're starting to try to put into place at already colleges and starting to talk about this now with TSA, ironically enough, yet another (laughs) out of the trove of piles of emails and articles and research studies that we've had for years now showing that the masks not only do not work to stop the spread of influenza or COVID, more information keeps coming out on the detriment and dangers of continual long-term mask wearing. And it showed up in this new study that was reshared by the National Institute of Health in the spring. However, nobody actually really picked up on it. And now everybody's starting to look at it again as it suggests that tight-fitting masks may expose users to dangerous toxic levels of chemicals. Now this is actually the surgical N95 mask. The researchers from Jeonabuk National University in South Korea looked at two types of disposable medical grade masks, as well as several reusable cotton masks. The study found that the chemicals released by these masks had eight times the recommended safety limit of toxic volatile organic compounds or TVOCs. Now what's interesting about this is they're linked to headaches and nausea and prolonged repeated use has been linked to cancer. And this is interesting because I remember repeatedly, I would talk to people and try to encourage them to really stand up for you know, their right and the ability to breathe fresh air. And they'd always be like, yeah, when I wear the mask after a while, you know, I'm getting headaches, I'm getting dizziness, and I remember years, like, it was right at the end of 2020... I had stopped by Publix, and there was this older lady coming out, and I was getting out of my truck, and she was about to get in her car, and I saw her from across the parking lot, and she had, like, two masks on, like, two N95s, like, strapped to her face. She's blue in the face. I'm not exaggerating. She's walking out there. It looks like she's about to fall over with her shopping cart and uh, puts her stuff in her car, and she's, like, holding onto her car as she's trying to get in her car, and I, I see this from across the parking lot, and I'm sitting there going, you know, what in the world are people doing? I mean, you're sitting there strapping two masks on your face. Not only are you massively reducing your O2 levels in your body and you're just recirculating all the toxins that you're trying to expel, you're breathing through these chemical-laden masks. And the problem is a lot of the people, they did it all the time. You know, we all saw the people that walked around with masks on in their vehicles while they were driving. I mean, that was about one of the most embarrassing things you could possibly watch somebody do, but it wasn't abnormal. And so, again – they're showing now, this particular attention in this research study, that these TVOCs associated with these these medical masks have effects on human health in a negative way. And they said exposure is significantly reduced if the mask is open and let to sit for at least 30 minutes. So that's one thing about them. They're saying, you know, if these things are in a bag, you know, they're always sealed up and they're all stacked together is pulling these things out and basically letting them sit. The problem with that as well, though, is that if people are reusing them over and over and over and over and over again, like we saw people do, then you roll into the next research study that talks about how the ability or the, the ability of these things to pick up E. coli and all types of different just bacteria nastiness, and then they sit on them. And people are putting them on and on their face all day long, which then ends up leading to bacterial pneumonia, which we saw as a horrible, horrible problem during COVID when people wearing masks all the time. So be sure to use your brain, <laughs> my opinion, and really understand what you want to do and how much you want to stand up for your rights to be able to breathe fresh air. Cause this isn't something that's going away. As we've seen now, a lot of these, um, a lot of these companies are already starting to talk about this now. And uh, so again, something to be aware of also to another news. This is interesting as well, is that in UK, I guess they're just trying to figure out how deep they can go in this weird world. The United Kingdom has now made medical history with a doctor carrying out the country's first womb transplant. This is crazy. The surgeons at Churchill Hospital Oxford successfully transplanted a sister's womb to her 38-year-old sibling in an operation that lasted nine hours. They said it was an incredible, stressful week, and the donor recipient are over the moon, the recipient of the womb, also called a uterus, <laughs> was diagnosed with basically MRKH, a rare condition that impacts women's reproductive systems. In order to conceive, she stored her embryos with the goal of undergoing IVF treatment later this year, but her sister, 40, is willing to donate her uterus after giving birth to her own two children. And this is crazy, you know, as far as a wild transfer on this. And I'm sure, I'm sure you already know where this is going to go. As far as with the pro tranny individuals, that are going to start saying, "Well, that's possible." Then we can start doing this with males, guys. This isn't even a topic that needs to be discussed. But again, this is the world that we live in right now, and this is why it's really important to continue to ask questions and also kind of understand what in the world's going on. Also, too, in other news, the the weather warfare we're watching across the globe now. As far as more fires now, I've watching more flooding out there in Las Vegas. Things that are happening all over the place now are starting to become almost, almost just normal occurrences. As these things are starting to occur, they're continually telling us they're climate change, and while at the same time they're telling us that climate change, everybody needs to turn around and basically uh, hunker at home and not live their life because everybody needs to stop doing anything at all. I saw an article that was talking about it over the weekend. I was talking about how the cost effectiveness – and I brought this up repeatedly – the cost effectiveness of EV vehicles is so dramatically inhibited due to the fact of how much toxins and how much pollution is caused in the production of these batteries and that it's almost laughable when you actually look at the full-scale production of – an. ICE vehicle, internal combustion engine, and a full-scale production you know from start to finish, from raw materials all the way to finish on EV vehicles. And the EV vehicles just – I mean they trump as far as pollution, especially from the production standpoint compared to internal combustion engines. But yet yeah, nobody wants to talk about that part. Everybody just wants to say, oh, no, the Teslas are great. You need to buy a Tesla. Dude, who in the world legitimately wants to go drive around in an electric car and charge up every 200 miles and have it basically read your face with cameras on it? I'm being honest with you. I mean I know some people that have bought them. No idea why you would buy them. No idea why you would drive them. No idea why you would support them. But I guess it's more that virtual signaling of this is what you need to buy because you're cool if you buy one. Hate to tell you, they're not cool, they're not good-looking, they're really junky cars, and not to mention the depreciation scale on these things has dropped off precipitously if you look on a curve graph over the last three to five years due to the fact that not only does Tesla keep dropping MSRP on them – They're continually, nobody, no dealers want to put any money on them. More than a year too old, they're not worth anything at all. So just be aware of that if you're looking at buying a vehicle and you really are actually trying to make something that you want to drive that's going to be really reliable and really cost effective. I've told you guys before, one of the best commuting vehicles is like a Toyota Corolla or a Honda Civic. With you know gets 40 plus miles per gallon and extremely easy to maintain, cost of drivability is very low and depreciation is very very low on those vehicles as well. And so until you actually start seeing something in that world in the hybrid world that's reliable and cost effective, this this whole this whole facade that they're trying to put out is a complete and total joke. Also, to another news, this is something that's a little bit creepier. Is starting to see this now with pilots more and more that are having heart attacks and causing having health problems all across the board. They're now saying federal authorities have been investigating over five. Thousand pilots now suspected of falsifying their medical records to conceal they were receiving benefits from men- mental health disorders or other serious conditions. They said pilots, a lot of them were military veterans. Also, two other ones that have basically undergone uh, inconsistencies in their um, health research as far as in their, their health checkups. The FFA spokesman acknowledged the fact that they've investigated over 4,800 pilots who may have su- submitted incorrect or false information as part of their medical application. Now, they're not going into detail whether or not this is something to do with uh, cardiac issues. I'm assuming they're not going to say that if there were. Even if they were, they're not going to bring that up. They're saying that it's health, con- uh, mental health conditions and other serious health conditions is what they're referring to the FAA. They won't specifically state what those health problems are. But as we've seen now, after a lot of these pilots man, have gotten the shot. The uh, myocarditis, the pericarditis, the rates have skyrocketed through the roof. There's no question about it. It's almost on a regular occurrence now. You hear about a pilot having a heart attack in the plane or off the plane, and uh, this is a serious issue with it. So something to be aware of, but the fact that the FAA is coming out now and said they're investigating 5,000 pilots, man, it's almost like they want to continue to reduce the ability to travel freely unmolested on your way via plane. Just my thoughts on that. What do you think, bud? What's your your story how are you doing this morning?
1: Uh, doing great, also. I have some Skype issues, so we're talking to-, to you on the telephone this morning, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the the pilot thing, that's a major issue, but remember they're not really, like you said, they're not really mentioning cardiac issues in this ad or this this article that came out this morning. What they're doing, they're talking about mental health issues as far as post-traumatic stress, etc. And they're saying, well, there's like 5,000 of them that are feeling that, and a lot of these guys are out of the military, and there's no really guarantee that they're not dealing with mental health issues. You know, when you fly an airplane, and I, I was Talking to a friend of mine about it this weekend, it's not something that just is relaxing sitting in the front of the plane. It's not, it's, it, you know. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong, and I love doing it. But you know, you're constantly dealing with all kinds of things, including you know, you're looking at manifold pressure, you're looking at you know, temperature, exhaust gas temperature, you're looking at headings, uh, you're having to look around constantly. You don't run into another airplane. Uh, you're dealing with flight following. Uh, it's 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 very intense and it's very very. Uh, Stressful to fly. It's a whole lot easier, I promise you, to sit in the back of the plane, you know, and fly with a major airline and just let the pilot do what the pilot's going to do because these guys are trained and they deal with us day in and day out, and day in and day out. But it's still very stressful. That's why the FAA requires they only work X amount of hours per week because of the mental load of the mental stress. That's why so many pilots get gray so early because they end up, you know, get aging pretty doggone quick because of the cortisol. You know, you're flying in an airplane and you've got, you know, two or three hundred people sitting behind you and you're responsible for everybody's lives, uh, that's pretty daunting. That's a pretty daunting challenge that you've got to deal with and you don't really know what to do with it from a, how should I say, stress standpoint because there's really no way to walk away from it. That's why when you do the overseas flights, a lot of the times the pilots will actually have a seat in the front in first class. It was are required, mandatory required to go in and take a nap and sleep a little while if they've exceeded their hours. So it's interesting when you see this. When you see an article like this that says these guys are really covering up their problems and covering up their issues, uh, that's not good. Uh, but like you said, also, I mean, how many of these other guys now are dealing with heart problems? They're not mentioning that. How many of them are dealing with improper EKGs? You know, they've already changed the parameters on that once and made it easier for the pilots to qualify for it because you know a commercial pilot has to qualify every single year. You know, as a, as a non-commercial pilot, I was required and am required to have my physical done every two years, including they uh, they check you for all kinds of stuff when you do the tests, including your vision, et cetera, et cetera. But when you start flying passengers behind you and you start doing that for money, it changes everything as far as your responsibility, as far as from a medical standpoint. And people need to make aware, be aware of this. And that's why I, when I stopped back and I looked at this, I thought that this is just nuts that they're actually doing this, that they really are, that they're actually allowing these pilots to continue to fly that have health issues because it's extremely dangerous. By the way, yesterday, I was having dinner at a restaurant over in Clearwater, which is about an hour drive from here if the traffic is good. Actually, you can do it in about 45, 50 minutes, which got to be you got to be kicking pretty good with no traffic. And I was speaking to him because we have a storm now coming towards Florida again. And uh, this storm's is actually going to be about 100 miles, 150 miles off off the coast where we are right now, off the coast of Clearwater also. And, and it, was, it was funny because I was talking to the waitress there, and she was saying, well, we have nobody here in the restaurant tonight because we have a storm coming in. And I'm like... Uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit of truth to that, but the storm's not here for a couple more days. And she goes, oh, no, this is going to be a bad storm. And she starts telling me how bad it's going to be. And I said, well, what if it's 150, 150 miles off the coast? Oh, no, no, we're on the east side of the storm, and the storm storm's going to be this, and this, this, this. And, I said, and, I, and all she's doing is spouting the same fear porn that she had heard on the TV. And it's very frustrating to me because, you know, we know here in Florida – if a storm's over 100 miles away from you, that's way outside of the eye unless it's a monster storm and this storm is not. And you may get a little, a couple of theater bands, a little bit of rain showers, but you really don't have much wind and you don't really have any flooding unless you have some big cell parks on top of you. But usually, usually they're moving pretty quick. And, but it's amazing to me to watch the fear porn to see how these people are basically you know, so engulfed in watching the TV and watching the news and the weather station and all the rest that they don't know what to do as far as how they're supposed to respond. You know, when somebody asks them a question like that, because it's kind, of like, it's kind of like we talked about last night. Be scared. You've got to be scared. If you're not scared, you've got to be scared. And uh, I told her, well, I'm not really scared. Oh, well, no, you don't understand. You're not from Florida. I got kind of looked down and smile. She goes, wait a minute. Are, where are you from? I said, oh, Florida. And she goes, well, how do, you, how, how do you know about the hurricane? I said, I was raised here. I said, I've seen, you know, probably a dozen of them over my lifetime. And some of them have come right over us. And we've seen a whole lot more of that than the Gulf and in the Atlantic. And they kind of move on. And when they're 100 miles away, there's not much to them and she goes, "Oh well, well, you need to be scared." And I'm like, "No, I'm not scared." And it goes back to the preparatory mindset again. Let me let me kind of stop with you guys one more time and talk about that. Yeah, you know, I wrote an article on that a few years ago. Should Christians prepare in the event of a national emergency? The answer is yes. You know, I mean, you, you see these people out there, and 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 the, you know, I don't want to pick on them, but. They have no idea what a prepared and preparedness mindset means. And I'm now I, I can also trust a few Christians right now too. What they do basically they get into a situation where they end up basically thinking they can do whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do it, and God's going to take care of them. Okay. Now, let me kind of quantify that a little bit. The Bible tells us how a prepared mindset, it talks about that in Proverbs. it also says basically that we you know, we would have plans, et cetera, et cetera. And and also what people need to realize is that you know, sometimes things on this earth just happen from a cyclical standpoint, and you know, and there's not a whole lot of divine intervention, but there can be. God can intervene and basically send a storm back out into the Gulf of Mexico or back into the Atlantic. I remember a few years ago we had a storm coming in across the Atlantic, and we prayed on the show for it to turn around, and it did. And then all of a sudden, it turned back around again, and it's being directed, and you know, by Harp, I guess. And what was funny about this, and this is the thing that people don't get. You know, if you've got a thousand Christians praying for the storm to stay in the Gulf of Mexico to turn west, but a thousand Christians are saying for it to turn east, you know, it creates a whole bunch of strange stuff in the scalar energy world as far as what we have to deal with because it's basically praying against each other. That's why a unified believer, there's nothing they, they basically can't accomplish. They can, they can. If you get two or three gathered, I mean, you can send angels to flight. I mean, all kinds of stuff that you can do if you're together as as a one in an aggregate. The problem we have is we don't have that. Everybody's always praying different things. Well, I wanted to go east. I wanted to go west. And I want to go north. I want to go south. It's you know, on and on and on and on. That's why it's best to have a preparedness mindset. And I'm not talking about walking in fear here because yeah, it's, it's hurricane season again. I'm not scared. Austin's not scared. Uh, none of us are sitting here going, well, you know, you know, woe is me. We're in the middle of this again. It's not that. What it is is that, hey, let's all be prepared and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice. We'll be, we'll be glad in it. And we're basically going to go ahead and just prepare. You know, Get some water stored up. Get some food stored up. Have a generator. Have some extra propane. Have some extra diesel fuel. Have some extra gasoline. Do whatever you need to do in order to make sure that if something happens, that you have the ability at that point to continue to run your daily activities without having to basically be you know starving to death. You know, I, I know people, and I, this is crazy, but I, I know people who basically live from cash app to cash app from the generosity of friends. You know, they'll go out and they'll have lunch or they'll have dinner, and they don't have any money, and they'll call a friend up and they'll say, "Can you cash app me twenty dollars? You cash app me hundred dollars? I can't pay for this bill." And they live their lives that way instead of just eating at home. Uh, wouldn't it be easier just to eat at home and not have to pay all these extra fees for eating out all the time? I mean, eating out is expensive. Also, and I've talked about that many times on the show, and you need to be aware of the fact that eating out. It's not really something that's healthy for you long-term-wise unless you're eating in an organic restaurant, and it's very expensive. Let me give you another example. Years ago, I had some friends, and they, they would literally eat out every meal, every meal. Their, their, their Visa bill was four to $5,000 a month just in eating out. It was the nuttiest thing I'd ever seen. I remember one time we went out with them. Me and Sharon went out with them, and uh, you know our bill was like $55, I guess. There's like 250 for one meal. This is one meal. You know, I remember the guy was ordering, like, multiple extra slabs of sea bass, you know, which is like $40 a slab or whatever. And, and, I, and I thought myself, wow. You know, and I finally I told him, I said, well, how much money are you spending? And I said, well, you know, four dollars to 5000 you a know, month eating out. And I'm like, you know, good luck with that. Well, they end up, you know, basically going bankrupt and everything else. I mean, it just – and I see this kind of stuff over and over and over again. The Bible says it this way, so the little foxes to spoil the vines. I mean, if you eat out once or twice a week with your spouse and you guys are on a date, that's great. But you can also make a picnic basket, and you can go out to the beach, or you can go out to the local park or to the local lake, and you can do it that way. You can save the money eating out and still be dating your spouse. Now, while I'm talking about that, let me share one other thing with you. Zig Ziglar said this. He said you have to have courtship before marriage and courtship after marriage. In other words, what he said is that if the spark leaves your marriage... And he says, you don't know what to do. He says, start doing exactly what you did when you were courting your wife, when you were courting your husband in order to get the spark back. You know, start holding her hand, start kissing her on a regular basis, start taking walks with her, start taking her to the movies, start taking her out for dinner again on a reasonable scale. But this is the thing that we need to realize, that if we do everything we need to do, then the rest, you know, we just have to leave it up to God. But sitting around walking around in fear like this waitress was last time, she's terrified. Absolutely terrified that she was sitting there, you know, thinking that oh my gosh, we've got another storm coming. We have massive storm surges, and I'm like, y- you have no idea what's even going to happen because you know we're just kind of just sitting here. It- it's-, it's so silly to me. Speaking of fool- faith, foolishness and presumption, uh, this is uh this is mind boggling to me. This guy goes, uh, my best friend is a 15 foot tiger shark named Emma. I know she could kill me, but she really just like a loving Labrador. A diver who's best friends with a huge 15 foot tiger shark that could attack at any moment says she's really just a big softy. Jim Abernathy from Palm Beach, Florida, spent most of his life swimming with the top 10 most dangerous shark species and said he's never encountered an aggressive one yet. I-, I don't know where this guy's coming from with this, by the way. I just thought I'd mention that. But ever since meeting Emma, when he removed a fishing hook from her mouth, the pair formed a very special bond that has lasted for over two decades. Now, I'm not saying that this guy and this shark, you know, don't really know each other, they don't recognize each other. But I'm going to say it this way, I'm just going to step away from this story right now. You know, I have a friend of mine, I haven't seen in a few years, and he basically uh, had done some work for somebody and they didn't have the money to pay him, so they gave him like a 10-foot python or boa constrictor, whatever the heck it was, I don't know what it was. And uh, it was a big giant snake and he had just had a baby in his house. I'm I'm not making this up, he just had a brand new baby get born. And he would lost a snake in the house. He couldn't find the snake. He lost his fifteen foot, ten foot, whatever it was. he lost this giant snake in the house. Apparently, it coiled up somewhere in a closet or underneath a, you know, underneath a couch or underneath a bed frame or whatever. But it's coiled up somewhere, and he can't find it. And he's got a brand new baby in his house. And I told him, I said, look, bud, I said, here's the deal. This thing's a reptile. All right? It doesn't know that your baby's not a raccoon. It doesn't have any idea what it is. It said it doesn't care that it's a human being. Sees it as a heat source and it sees it as a snack, as a meal. And I said, I really suggest that you get this snake out of your house and I really suggest that you find it. And he goes, Oh no, no, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. And I went, Okay, all right, just, I, I don't know what to say. I mean I can't fix stupid bud. And so what ended happening is he ended up going to the vet and about something else with one of those other, you know, myriad of animals he had in the house. And the vet told him he, said, he told him about the snake and he goes, You got a newborn baby, you need to get rid of that snake Here's the vet telling him the same thing I just told him. He said, that snake will eat your child. And the guy goes, well, I don't think it'll do that. He goes, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. It's you know, it's a snake. It doesn't care what you're doing or who you are. It's just going to eat whatever it's going to eat when it's hungry. Now, would this tiger shark do this to this guy down there in Palm Beach? Well, apparently, they've been running around together for a couple of decades. So I don't know. But, a, but there is a probability that it will. So again, you go back to the faith, foolishness, and presumption. You know, People have to be very, very careful when they start putting stuff out there like, well, this won't happen and that won't happen and this could never happen to me. Because sometimes bad things happen to good people, especially when they take really, really high risk. Remember that one guy who was the handler of all these marine species and he went out with the sharks, et cetera, et cetera? And finally, one time, this guy ended up getting, a—I think it was a manta ray spirited right through the heart, right through the chest, and he died. Remember that guy? Yeah, he said the same thing, oh, this won't happen to me. And he'd made a, he'd made a lifetime you know, career out of running around swimming with dangerous species in the water. So be very, very careful when you think, well, I don't need to do this or I don't need to do that or I don't need to do this because there's faith, foolishness, and presumption. You can have the faith, but sometimes you're being foolish. I'm going to step off a 10-story building, okay? All right, well, God will pick me up. The angels will save me. Uh, chances are that's not going to happen. You know, you know, So you're probably going to have a really you know, fun time falling for a few seconds and you have a really negative impact. That's the problem that people have, is that they make these crazy decisions. Well, I'm going to spend all my money this month and I'm going to believe that God's going to send me somebody who's going to PayPal me or pay at me or whatever, or cash at me to give me more money so I can go ahead and pay for my bills. Don't live like that. It's really important that you don't live like that. You need to, have, you need to be planned out, you need to have a budget set up, you need to have all that stuff done so that you'll know exactly where you're going to be at the end of the month don't rely on the goodness of other people to sustain your lifestyle it's it's really important that people realize that and i, I want to share that with somebody this because i this morning because i felt i needed to but i don't know who i need to talk to about that by the way the trilateral commission 2023 is year 1 of the new world order yeah the trilateral commission is a private group of elites or i would call them scum pond scum formed in 1973 by pond scum e david david rock rockefeller to control europe North America and the Asia-Pacific region. Membership is invitation only and their meetings are shrouded in secrecy. And uh, they're part of this members of this organization. They make powerful decisions. Basically, they're basically you know, talking about the dollar. If leaked notes from a conference held earlier this year, one speaker has declared that 2023 is year one of the new world order. Three decades of globalization, defined as integrated, free market-based, and deflationary, has been replaced by what will be a multi-decade period of globalization defined as fragmented, not free market-based, but industrial policy-based and structurally inflationary. This year, 2023, is the year one of this new global order. This group is also working in secrecy to alter the world. As we know it, they are another version of the World Economic Forum in every way possible. They developed a task force on global capitalism and transition to transition the modern world away from capitalism. As stated on their website, they are growing concerned about whether market-based economies will be able to address three major challenges. Climate change, which is the first one that they've done through geoengineering. I'll mention that again. Second, the disruptions triggered by the digital revolution. And third, rising inequalities. I'm not going to read any more of this. It's a good article. I'm going to post it on the website so you can read it. It's called Trilateral Commission 2023 is Year One of the New World Order. But what I want to also say is this. If we have a group of people out there that are doing this, and then we've got the World Economic Forum doing something else, who's really running the show here? Do we have warring factions of entities that are basically trying to control things? there's a high probability that's yes that's true we probably have groups of people or entities that are out there that are trying to push their own agenda that's why in some cases it seems like it's a little bit it bounces around a little bit too much or could this be the yin to the world economic forum's yang i don't know but the reality is is that we have a different system that's coming upon us pretty pretty quick so be aware of all of this stuff and always remember that we don't walk in fear like that waitress is doing, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it every single day, all days. By the way, I had the opportunity to pray for you guys this morning. I love you so very, very much, and I thank you so much for all that you do for Health Masters and the support that you give me and Austin. You guys are amazing to us, and uh, we're just blessed to be here and part of your family and part of your life. What do you think, Austin? What's your
0: next story? Oh, you're spot on. I and mean, you you're referring to um, Steve Irwin, you know, the crocodile hunter, and, you know, I mean that, he, that was, yeah, he was, yeah, and he was, he was, he was a wild dude, man. He was awesome. I mean, he had a great show, and he said repeatedly on his shows all the time, do not attempt to do any of the stuff that I'm doing. This is extremely high risk, extremely dangerous, and he knew, I mean, they they talked about it after, you know, he passed away, That he knew there was a high probability at some point, you know, something was going to happen. With how close he got with all these different animals, nobody really thought it was going to end up being a stingray, but you know, especially when you're, he was running around you know with thirteen 14 15 foot crocodiles, but you know he knew there was a high risk of what his job was and that 's the thing you got to kind of factor in when you 're looking at stuff like that, especially with animals or especially whatever the activity may be is you know what's the statistical probability You know, you're looking at saying there's a 10% probability this might go really bad. 90% is probably gonna be pretty good and really great, really profitable. So, okay, you got a pretty good factor there. You know, but like you mentioned earlier, having a 10 foot, you know, Burmese python in your house with an infant baby, that's a really, really bad scenario with no, no no outcome on it that's positive. And uh, there's a lot of people that really fail to realize that as far as with reptiles. Reptiles see heat signature, especially snakes. They don't slither around looking for, you know, different types. Oh, that that's that's a raccoon. Oh, that's a possum. You know, which one do I want to go with? It's a heat signature. That's it. Same thing with gators. That's why I tell people all the time they come down here. So don't don't be playing with gators. They're they're not a they're not your friend. They're not a joke. I mean, it's just is what it is. I mean, I I got filled one of my tags on mine last week and a half ago. You know, and these things are big. They're mean, they're aggressive, they're nasty, and they want to kill you. And so they see you as a food source. <laughs> so you start hunting these things, they're ten, 10, 12 foot long, you start realizing real quick what they are and how big and aggressive they are. And there's a reason why the state of Florida asks us to hunt them every single year to keep the population under control so they don't start going berserk and eating everything out there. Just thought I would throw that out there. Also, too, and this is interesting. I want to give everybody a heads up as far as on the health aspect. In Canada, it looks like there's a pretty aggressive assault on natural health products in Canada now with new rules that's being put underneath the Protecting Can- Canadians from Unsafe Drug Act which that law came in effect in 2014, but now they're trying to extend it apparently over natural health products. Just want to give everybody a heads up on that. I'm not sure how that's going to affect manufacturing for people in Canada. However, it won't affect anything down here in the United States. But that being said, this is why I've told everybody we always, we have like 99% uh, guaranteed delivery within you know, three to five days from Florida to Canada to any other part of the world with our top tier natural high quality products that we make, whether it be the multiple powder, whether it be the D3, whether it be the vitamin C or zinc. That's what I told you before. If you need a quote, you can give us a call or we already have prepaid or pre-priced setups on the website at healthmasters.com for DHL International Express. We've had extremely good um, record so far as far as with them getting stuff all over the world in literally three to five business days, which is incredible. All we ask is that if you do use that, make sure you please put a valid email and phone number in the event that we have to contact you or DHL needs to contact you to let you know and update you on delivery timeframes or if they need to get into your property. If you have a gate or something like that, please make sure you put that information on there and we'll have your products to you very, very quickly right straight from Florida from healthmasters.com. So be sure to check that out if you're interested in it. Also, too, in other news, this is crazy in Canada as well. The Canadian government is now forcing dairy farmers to dump milk because their regulatory quotas only allow so much to be produced and sold. You know, you can't make up this food agenda that they're constantly trying to do now to reduce the ability for people to actually have healthy food. Now, I know, you know, a lot of milk is pasteurized, and especially homogenized. is not one of the healthiest things to consume. There's no question about that. But what's crazy about it is when you start having This information come out now on a regular basis that then this was posted up since Canadian dairy farmer reached their quota. So the government of Canada is basically having him dump out the rest of his milk because of regulations. Canadian milk is now $7 per liter this year, yet they're still making them uh, throw away 30,000 liters of milk once the quota is reached, And I've heard about this before in other places, and what's just bizarre about this is the food industry now is becoming so expensive as far as at the retail market, and it's all being done by design. They're wanting to push people into certain sectors of food. This is why they're putting so much money in the lab-grown meat. You know, This is why they're putting so much money in the plant-based soy meat that's just complete and total garbage. They want everybody to start going for these items, and they're subsidizing them with huge government subsidies while at the same time they're Massively increasing the prices on retail food that's actually good and healthy for you, which shows you right there. It's an agenda, not just something that's accidentally happening. Also, too, now this CDC has come out now and essentially warned everybody that this new COVID-19 variant is infecting fully vaccinated people. This is so funny to me. The CDC just, they you know, you got to actually listen to what people are saying. You know, I've told you guys this before with Fauci and a lot of these other clowns when they come out with information. And they start telling you stuff. You got to listen to what they're saying. Usually they're going to tell you what they're going to do. They may not blatantly say it. But you've got to read and interpret what they're actually telling you and understand it and analyze it. They want to say here, the CDC came out and said, the large number of mutations in this variant raises concerns of a greater escape from existing immunity from vaccines and previous infections compared to other recent variants. For example, one analysis of mutations suggested the difference may be as large or is greater than between the BA2 and xb 15 circulating this year, and that not yet there's any broadly available vaccine that is reducing symptoms or deaths so what they're saying is now the last five six seven doses of this covid kill shot they've given everybody uh yes completely and totally useless you got it for no reason whatsoever and now you need to start getting the new one because remember pfizer shares have dropped off precipitously if you look at their stock chart they need to start increasing more revenue so of course now they've got this new this brand new one that's coming out in the next couple weeks in september that they're telling everybody they need to get I also saw another article earlier here that the uh, Biden administration is now asking for an additional $40 million in COVID funds to start producing new vaccines against the new variants that may be here next year. You can't make up the level of manipulation when it comes to money, lies, and propaganda that's being perpetrated on the American population right now. You really can't. This is why I've massively told everybody on a regular basis there's no telling what they're going to pump out there there's no telling what they're going to release that's why it's really important to make sure you're maintaining your health with the vitamin C the D3 the zinc that stacks on the front page of the website i have gotten great results from, it from thousands upon thousands of people all over the world emails reviews everything because it works and it keeps the immune system strong because there's absolutely no question about it they are starting to get ready for another phase whether or not it's manipulated and all fear porn on propaganda with the television or if they're strong straight up going to try to release something. I told you guys before, my theory and some other researchers theories is that this new booster shot they're coming out with. that. Nobody knows what's in it, by the way, because the FDA has given them rubber stamp approval to modify these vaccines now at any point in time without having to go back for reapproval to the FDA because there are gene therapy. That was the entire point of getting these approved through the FDA eventually. Even though they approved it under community it gave them the blanket immunity under an umbrella under the Comirnaty name now. Last year, if you guys remember, or two years ago now, to go in now and say, listen, this is what's happening. This is why it's approved. Now Pfizer can adjust it any way they want, which essentially you do the math. One plus one equals two. Pfizer's now has the ability to manipulate an unbelievably toxic shot and put it on the market. And now suddenly when that shot doesn't work or people start getting sick, oh, well, right now we've got the CDC saying that, hey, uh, your, your immune system is just it, – it didn't, it didn't work right because the booster didn't work right. We need another booster. And, uh, I mean, they want to have a yearly booster shot now that changes every year, they've already said, which surprise, surprise. Also, to another news. Republicans now are gaining momentum to pressure Ron DeSantis and Florida sheriffs and the Florida legislature to ban COVID-19 RNA vaccines in the state of Florida. Republican executive committees in nine different Florida counties now, guys, nine counties down here in Florida, they've adopted a resolution asking DeSantis and lawmakers to prohibit the sale and distribution of RNA gene therapy shots in Florida. The 83-page resolution also asked state attorney Ashley Moody to immediately seize all remaining vaccine supplies and conduct a forensic analysis of them. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know. This was the first adopted by the GOP in Lee County, which is in Fort Myers. I talked to you guys about this a month and a half ago. Well, now it started being adopted in Collier County, Lake County, San Jose, Seminole County, St. John's, Hillsborough County, Brevard County, Franklin County. And so on behalf of the representatives of the human race, the Lee County Republican Party calls on Governor Santa's and state legislators to prohibit the sale and distribution of COVID-19 injections and all RNA injections in the state of Florida. I got to give these guys in the GOP in Florida down here actually kudos for pushing this. Um, a lot of Republicans are do nothing clowns. They don't do anything. We've seen that in the Senate. However, these guys are actually pushing this. And we've got nine counties now that are talking about this and discussing it. And it's for good reason. You know, once you start rolling something out that has loaded with backside effects, as we've seen via the VARES report, the Vairs report now, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of cases of direct adverse events from the shot, yet there's nobody that's wanting to talk about it as far as what's really causing this, what are these shots doing, because there was no long-term research done whatsoever on these RNA gene therapy shots, and that was the point. But they weren't designed to be seen what was actually going to happen to them because we already knew RNA gene therapy, which was developed by DARPA in 2012, when this started being worked on as far as on animal testing back in 2016, all the ferrets and the cats died in the research studies and the trial studies. We talked about this in detail. And so suddenly it gets shelved, That experimental technology doesn't go anywhere. And then right when COVID comes out, of course, what's the first thing that comes to market? Oh, RNA gene therapy shots with emergency use authorization from the FDA roll out on the market within three months, allegedly, of testing. Which, if you look at the research now from Pfizer, it showed in that data dump they had to do, dumping 55,000 pages a month that the judge ordered them to do last year. We saw significant problems in the clinical trials, not to mention... Pfizer had to hire 2,400 more data, data collectors in order to analyze all the side effects that were occurring. And that's why when that one memo got leaked with that slideshow and it had literally dozens of known adverse side effects to look out for. And suddenly, oh, don't don't look at that. Don't worry about that. There's only, there's only like 50 new adverse events that we know about that are occurring with the shot. Uh, just ignore that. And so these GOP representatives, they're really getting out there and discussing it and talking about what's really going on. And I really hope DeSantis starts addressing this because he's been running this. I like DeSantis, but this is an abysmal campaign for president. I mean, He's going nowhere. The polls are going nowhere with him. He's going nowhere. And in my opinion, he's to be more focused on keeping Florida. Florida, instead of so focused on trying to go up against Trump right now, because after this whole thing that happened in Fulton County with the mugshot and everything else with Trump, dude, Trump's getting the full support of everybody. It's, it's what it is. I mean, you can, theater or not, whatever you want to call it. That's what's going to happen. And so DeSantis just kind of needs to back out of this and stop just wasting an endless amount of money when, in fact, the matter is he needs to be focused on Florida. And, you know, it's funny because you're talking earlier about, you know, that girl that was talking about the hurricane and I've I've been to you know, over a dozen myself as well in Florida. I mean I that's right. I don't even know how many we need with. I can't even keep up anymore. And it's funny because I looked at the map, you know, the weather, you know, the the hurricane's gonna be like off the coast of Cuba by tomorrow morning. They're saying it's gonna make landfall or make close to landfall allegedly by Wednesday afternoon. Do you know how many times I've seen this happen with hurricanes, almost every time. We talk about it's gonna be here and it's gonna be there and it's gonna be here and it's gonna be there. Suddenly it turns left and goes into Texas or suddenly it turns right and goes down and kicks back and goes to Miami, it's going to go wherever these guys wanted to go if they're doing it, if it's actually a real, you know, manipulated hurricane or it's just another storm that's coming off the coast. It happens. And again, it's like you said, just make sure you got stocked up supplies on a regular basis and you don't even have to really do much even when they are coming because you already got supplies on deck and you're ready to go and being prepared. I never, I have never talked to one person and they go, you know what, man, I just I'm so frustrated. I have so much stocked up, backed up food and water. You know, it's just frustrating to me that I have so much supplies. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why I, I stocked up on so much stuff because, you know, I, I just, it's, you know, why would I need it if I ever need it? Nobody ever says that. Everybody always says, "Golly, I wish I would have bought more water. Golly, I wish I had more stored food. Or golly, I wish I had a decent generator that worked." So I'm not sitting here sweating in August because my power's out for a week because, you know, the power company can't get their act together. Or if they had a, or if they had a massive storm and they knocked poles out, these guys are out there hustling trying to knock. You know, set poles and get this rolling, so there's no reason to be fearful of it, but again, like she was saying. I've already watched the mainstream media and of course they love to conjure up as much fear as they can because it gives people terrified and what do terrified people do, they listen to anything they're told. Fear has been and always will be one of the most effective manipulation tools in controlling a populace at any point in time in history. If you scare somebody long enough, they will eventually do anything you tell them to do and that is a documented fact from psychological warfare. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Do, do your own research on it. Look and see what's updates when it starts getting close. Other than that, don't sit around and lament Raise your hands together and be all terrified. It is what it is. It's going to happen, and it's going to be over with, just like every single one of them do every single year. (laughs) What do you think, bud? (laughs) That's good advice. You know,
1: it's funny because my mom had gone through Nazi Germany. I told you guys that she immigrated here in '52, and she basically, absolutely, just loved to be fear porn. I mean, she liked to hear bad news all the time, and uh, of course, we didn't call it fear porn back then. We call it bad news. And but she always, and she, she was so programmed by Goebbels and the rest of these guys, and so programmed by the amount of propaganda that were pumped into the German people after World War II. Because you know she there she was there for seven years, and she watched you know millions of people die from starvation. I think it was like twelve million died in Germany after World War II from starvation. And I remember another uh, two to three million died in the Eisenhower death camps. And so it was one of those things they really wanted to punish Germany because Germany stood up to the central bankers. And what was interesting about this, I have a friend of mine who's an evangelist over there. Well, he wasn't an evangelist, he was a child. He's in his mid-70s now, and he was a child in Germany after the war. His father was in the military, and my friend had blonde hair, blue eyes. And so he's a really good guy. If I told you his name, you'd know who he is, but I'm not going to mention it because he doesn't want this story, I'm sure, shared. And he said that people were actually going and breaking into the houses over there and robbing and stealing for food because they were so hungry. And that his mom actually shot somebody who came into the house one day and killed him, And uh, it was one of those things that there was like no investigation done because it was so commonplace over there. And then he said that the people there were so prejudiced against him, the other GIs were because he had blonde hair, and blue eyes. They thought he was a little German boy. And they would say to the people, don't feed the little German children. It could be another Hitler. You have to let them starve to death. I mean, this is the kind of propaganda that went out against Germany after world war two. And, and it just really, really devastated the psyche of that nation. And to this day, many Germans are actually, you know, ashamed that they're Germans. I've seen it repeatedly, and it's sad, and many of them have left Germany. Of course, Germany's been invaded now by a Muslim horde, and by within 20 years, Merkel, Angela Merkel, who did this, said that Germany will no longer be German, it'll be Muslim. And so it's just a weird sense of, you know, how these people control everything. And, and, and we need to realize that a lot of things have happened to turn the world upside down. You know, the, 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 the people out there, this, 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 this group, this Rockefeller-Rothschild group, they basically have an anti everything as far as human beings, as far as attitude. They don't want us to have a voting system. They want it to be completely rigged. They want us to have a war on the family. They want it to continue to escalate. You know, you know you know the, right now it's projected that forty-five percent of all US women in their prime working years will be single and childless by nineteen twenty by twenty thirty. I'm gonna repeat this, but we'll be single and childless by ni- by twenty thirty. I mean, think about that for a second. Forty 5% of all women. We are told by our culture that a woman who is unmarried and has no children is empowered and in charge of her life. She has escaped the unnecessary burden of raising a family and being a slave to her husband. At least that's what our society has been convinced. Sadly, many women have adopted the modern feminist lifestyle and have chosen to sleep around, abort their baby if they don't get pregnant, and swear off of marriage. But these cultural trends are going to have tremendous impact on the future of the American society – Morgan Stanley estimates that 45% of these women will never have children. Wow. Then you got retail theft. People's walking in the stores and stealing stuff and just taking stuff cuz it belongs to them and can't be prosecuted in some states if it's less than, less than $950. I mean, it's unreal. And all these people at these major universities now are are basically being programmed all these children by the university, you know, alumni and professorships. To be socialist communists, Yale University is rushing to reassure freshman students and parents after the school's police union, which is in the midst of contract negotiations, distributed flyers with stark warnings about a high crime rate in New Haven, Connecticut, complete with a graphic of the Grim Reaper. They warn incoming students to avoid walking alone and avoid public transport, forget nightlife, students should stay in their dorms and be off the streets after 8 p.m. Be scared, be scared. What? Presented by the Yale Police Benevolent Association as a survival guide. For first-year students at Yale university the flyers were distributed on freshman move and day The is of high crime and violence in new haven is shockingly high it's getting worse the flyers warned. murders have doubled burglars are up 33 percent motor vehicle thefts are up 56 percent and then we then we realize that some people are being forcibly removed from school board meetings for basically talking about what they're doing at the school board i know when austin and i were there a couple years ago and we were talking they gave us our 180, 180, 180 seconds of, of dialogue with them. And I remember before the meeting even got started, they were giving some kid some award for being some student of the year who had perfect attendance. And they gave the kid like fifteen minutes. They're back and forth talking to him, and everything else. But all of the parents who were locked outside because of lockdowns and not even allowed to come in weren't allowed to have one hundred eighty seconds to talk. Unbelievable,
0: you know. And, and, we, and, we, and we and we and we and
1: we then we look at these crazy videos when a crazed apparently racist gunman enters a jacksonville dollar store and you know attacks you know a bunch of people with an ar-15 you know and then basically Ron DeSantis goes into a vigil that was being done for these people and he was basically booed off the stage because they said it was his fault this happened why is it ron DeSantis' fault that some crazy nut walks into the dollar store all because ron santis has signed the law that we could have you you know we don't have to have concealed weapon permits now we can carry guns in the state of florida is that why I mean, I haven't seen any incidents of people who basically are now carrying guns, running around shooting. These crazy gun attacks happen all the time when people get nuts and they try to go kill people. It has nothing to do with Ron DeSantis. I would much rather have a country that's protected by concealed weapon carriers than a country that's not. That's how I feel about that. But then we, all these things are happening. You know, if instead of cracking down on crime, federal law enforcement authorities are using their resources to basically raid Amish cattle farmers. They came with a saw- search warrant, says soft-spoken Samuel Fisher, a mild-mannered cattle farmer operating a 100-acre farm tucked away in Virginia's heartland. Fisher's bread and butter, Golden Valley Farms, carves out of the scenic tourist countryside, a hop, skip, and a jump away from historic Farmville, a postcard-perfect small town. The father of Fide has graciously invited us to his idyllic pasture to of the world, when of unforeseen events that had unfolded over the cruel summer. It was tumultuous time on the Fisher farm, enough people to threaten to upend the men's livelihood. They tag the meat so that we can't touch it and we can't sell it. We can't feed our family with it. So that's what they're doing. They're basically going after Amish farmers now that are raising organic meat and organic milk rather than going after Hunter Biden and his laptop. Just thought I'd mention that. A number of transgender surgery in the United States has nearly tripled in just a three-year period. Transgender surgery nearly tripled in the United States between 2016 and 2019 with breast and chest procedures accounting for 56% of all these operations. I, uh, don't know what to say about this, but a lot of people are now claiming the younger generation to be, you know, uh, I guess I guess you would call them bisexual and, you know, the more the norms and the values of my generation that were biblically based. I got into a discussion the other day with an individual and they were asking me about gay marriage and how if, if gay marriage is OK, it should gay couples be allowed to adopt children. And I thought about it for a second, and I said, no, I don't think they should be allowed to adopt children. I said, they are allowed to, but I don't think it's a good thing from a social, social standpoint, because they're indoctrinating these children into their lifestyle. And she said, well, don't you think because these guys or these girls are in love, they should have the opportunity to still do this and raise a family? And I said, no, I don't think so. And I said, now, that goes against societal values, but the reality is is that, you know, you know where do we stop when we pull the plug out on God's rules and God's regulations? You know, God is omnipresent. She said, well, God didn't understand what was going to happen now. And I looked at her I started laughing, and I said, God is omnipresent. God knew exactly what was going to happen now, even though the word was given to us thousands of years ago. He knew what it would be like in 2023 because he's, he was already here, and his word is immutable, and you can't just start changing it and adjusting it based upon the current trend or the current perversion that's popular here in the United States. So it was an interesting discussion, but the reality is it made me realize that a lot of people out there are really okay with a lot of the stuff that's happening. A lot of people out there are okay with being bisexual. A lot of people out there are okay with the transgender movement. The entire societal norm has been affected and has been shifted. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be kind of got to be careful how I say it. You know, I was married to Sharon for 38 years. So I kind of lived in a marriage bubble, you know, I wasn't, you know, in the dating scene and I wasn't doing any of that, obviously, because I was happily married to my wonderful wife, who I wish I could have back. But I'll see her again in heaven because she's still alive, just in a different dimension. We talked about all that. And the reality is this, is that I didn't realize how incredibly perverse things have become and how twisted people's mindsets are. And that's because of the Frankfurt School. That's because of mainstream media. And that's because of cultural Marxism. And that's because... Of these Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan lackeys that are running the new world order, the economic world engine, have decided they're going to twist everything to make everything evil all the time, just like they did in Genesis 6. Now, I start, now I'm starting to understand why Jesus said what he said. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. Because in the days of Noah, every thought was evil all of the time. And this is what we've run into now. In the United States and globally, it's not just the United States, this Kabbalist network of Luciferians have come in now and completely disrupted our entire society and through mass media hypnosis. And Austin said this, he said this a few minutes ago, he said they're conjuring up fear. Well, conjure is that same term that's used for these magicians and these sorcerers and what they do when they try to make people have fear and anxiety and hatred and bitterness and perversion in their lives and say that it's okay. So to me, it's interesting, you know, as a Christian guy dating now in a secular world, trying to find Christians who aren't vaccinated to date, who go to church and all the rest of the stuff that are my requirements. It's one of these weird places to find yourself to realize that the society that I once knew no longer exists, That the society that we had back in the 50s when you could leave your doors open and your windows open at night and nobody broke into your house no longer exists. I remember my mom. Always scared. She'd always tell us, you can't leave the doors open. You can't leave the windows open at night. But then when I finally began to realize that she felt that way because she had gone through post World War II Germany with all the robbings and all the other stuff that were going on, I started to see the deterioration of Germany, what happened after the war, and understand that when society deteriorates like this, that the entire infrastructure starts to crumble. Because remember this, guys, it's so important. You know, when they put our constitution on, I remember one of the founders said, he said, we've given you a republic. It's up to you to keep it, and quite frankly, our constitution was written for a moral country, a country that was based and founded on – basically on God's laws. These are no longer God's laws that are running us anymore. These are the laws of the jungle, the laws of Lucifer, and this is the group that's running the planet. We've got to stand against them. We've got to pray against them. We've got to realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and we have to take our country back and our world back, and we have to continue to stand on the word of God as it is immutable and it cannot be changed, and we have to continue to realize that we are the bulwark. We are the dam that's holding this thing back and keeping it from breaking down. I love you guys. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And finish it up.
0: Well said. You're spot on with that, and that's what I've always said before. The laws of the jungle always apply even if you don't agree with the laws of the jungle or you don't want to participate in the laws of the jungle, they still apply. <laughs> and that's what people are failing to realize now. We're in a war. We are in the middle of a massive information. We're in the middle of a massive health war right now. And everything that is being put out there is a direct conflict of truth when it comes to health and nutrition. I've watched it now. you watch watched a few minutes of mainstream media. Perfect example. CNN now just put a massive, massive propaganda piece out last week and the title was, Long COVID Symptoms Are Creating a Greater Burden on Disability Than heart disease or cancer, new studies show. And they go on to say here that people who survive COVID-19 early in the pandemic, before there are vaccines, are having a higher risk of slew of health problems after their initial infections, even after they've been vaccinated. Oh, imagine that. They said these health problems include heart problems, blood clots, diabetes, neurological complications, fatigue, difficulties with mental health, and they've been collectively known as long COVID. Now what they did was to manipulate this study – this is the crazy part here. So what they did was they looked at 140,000 different people that had basically contracted COVID after the start of it, before the shots were available. So this was like summer of 2020. So what they did was they took this cohort of 120 or 140,000 people that contracted COVID, recovered from COVID. But then what they did was they intentionally – did not put down their vaccination status after they did this research study two years later, and they're having all these health problems. 99%, I can guarantee you, of the people in this study took the shot in some way, shape, or form. But what they're saying is because these people got COVID early on at the beginning of 2020. And now, later on, they're still suffering from COVID-long symptoms. No, this is a manipulated research study straight from fake news CNN. They're doing this to try to cover up what's happening with the shot and saying the reason why you're having long COVID is because you got COVID before the vaccines came out. This is being done intentionally and right now at a very well-timed place as intentional propaganda to try to encourage people to get this new RNA gene therapy shot that I'm sure is going to have a whole slew of side effects with it. So bravo CNN for coming out with more fake news. You guys never cease to amaze me in the level of propaganda you produce. But again, this is why I bring this up so people understand when they hear these comments like long COVID, almost every single person that I've talked to that's had discussions with me about long COVID has gotten the shot. I haven't had any serious conversations with people that did not get it. Now, I've had people that have basically contracted it never got the shot and we're still fighting health problems or we're older and needed more nutrients I have seen that but that's been rare and far and few between that's why I said it's always important to make sure you're getting your maximum dosage of vitamin C keeping your blood levels of d3 and also zinc in your system at all times you don't wait to start taking vitamins and supplements when you get sick as a dog doesn't work very effectively they still work they still help but it's not nearly as effective Making sure your body's staying up and running, proper sleep, proper hydration, proper nutrients, and proper diet. And that's what we're here for at Health Masters. If you've got any questions, email me. I'm always happy to help answer you guys some stuff and get you guys some high-quality nutrients and supplements out. Or you can call up Steve and ask him any questions on the phone. We're here to help you guys out at 1-800-726-1834 at healthmasters.com. I appreciate all the support. appreciate you guys supporting the show and also supporting Health Masters. And again, product of the week, Ultimate Multiple Powder, on sale right now. Be sure to check it out. It's only on sale for another two days until the new product of this week comes up. So be sure to check it out. Have a great rest of your evening, rest of your day. We'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Thank you so much.